You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode number 1,113. With over 30 years of banking experience in several positions, Joe Hensley helps lead the commercial banking team in Orange County for U.S. Bank. He joins us to discuss what's happening in the banking sector and the Orange County economy. Joe, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show. Thank you, Richard. It's good to have you here. It's good to be here. Let's start by maybe... I know you're a banker, so this might be a tough thing, but do you have an interesting story? That was a joke, see? I know. Already, we're right out of the gate, Polly. We ought to have the boom, 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 but sound. But anyway, uh, do you have an interesting story uh, maybe that you could share with us, kind of your first uh, personal, professional path? I mean, you've been in the banking industry for 30 years. Uh, absolutely. Actually, this is my 38th year, Holy cow. It or not. Over 30 and years, 38 so, years. So... My started my you must have worked as an intern in high school or something, right? Is that how you no, got 38 actually, years? No, actually, I was studying to be a minister, and I was minus, minoring in music, and I took a part-time teller position. Oh, my God. <laughs> and this was during the Carter administration, to tell okay. you how long ago it yeah, was. Yeah, I remember and, those days. Uh, you know, we were un- we were in the middle of a recession, yes, and we so were. I just stuck with the banking job for a few years, and I realized I really have a knack for this. I couldn't remember my customers' names very well, but I remembered their 10-digit account number. <laughs> so they would walk into the branch, and I would have their account number pulled up already. And uh, I was sort of an anomaly that way. Right. So I realized, hey, this works. Okay. And I continued doing it, and here I am today. So you started, you're one of those people that can say, I started as a teller. Yes, a part-time teller. A that. part-time <laughs> teller, a student teller, right? Because yep. you were in college or sure whatever, was. and so you're just trying to make some money. I was, right. trying to pay my bills. Where? Fort Wayne, Indiana. No way. Yeah. Really? Northeast Indiana. Do you know Tony Huddy? By any chance? No? no. Anyway, okay. He's no. a friend of mine from Fort Wayne. You never know. Hey, you never know on Critical no, Mass. You, you never know. These connections. So give us a little bit, just the highlights of how you went from part-time teller to now the position that you're in. Well, over the years, you know, I, I worked my way up through the branch system, and I became a branch manager and then after a few years of working in the branches, I got involved in um, the consumer lending side mm. and ended up running consumer lending for a mid-sized bank back in the Midwest uh, out of Louisville, Kentucky. And then I stepped out of that role, at the senior leadership role there, and I stepped into the commercial banking side of the bank. Mm. And then I worked my way up through the commercial bank into the market president position for Orange County. So how... For those of us that may not know, how are those two different parts of the bank? How are those two parts of the bank different? Um, well, really, the the retail side of the bank services the public day to day mortgages, car loans, credit cards, things, deposits, and so forth, uh, and and even the investment side. On the commercial side, we service companies anywhere if it was sales from twenty million up to several billion dollars. Mm-hmm. So. We, we really service more commercial clientele. Is it common for people to move in the banking industry from retail to commercial or from commercial to retail, or do they sort of silo and stay in that area? You know, you got to mixture both. Um, over the years, it all depends on what their passion is. I mean, I ended up in commercial banking because I enjoyed the variety of companies. I, I, I managed a restaurant group in the commercial banking portfolio, and 
got to see all the international stuff about how the restaurant works. Mm. And then the next week I would be out at Caterpillar. And then the next week I might be at a bourbon distillery. And so, you know, the variety of the businesses and how they operate and how they make money and how I can help them really fueled my passion. It's interesting to see how people make money. Yeah, it is. Right? It is. And the business side. Mm -hmm. I, I, uh, having worked with middle market CEOs for 10 years now, I'm fascinated at uh, the inspiration that people have to create a business and how they can create wealth for themselves and for their employees off of creating value for customers. Yeah, it's phenomenal. So what is the niche? You sort of touched on size a little bit, but help us to understand uh, what kind of companies are you now working with in your role and does your bank service here in Orange County? Well, we have full service here in Orange County from branches all the way up through our corporate lending. So we do anything and everything that the bank offers here in Orange County. Okay. And uh, on the commercial banking side, we deal with customers anywhere from $20 million in sales up to a half a billion in sales. Mm-hmm. And so we provide anything they may need from loans to leases to um, cash management to payment solutions. Our niche really in, in, in our world, about 40% of our revenues are driven by payments. We own our own um, operating or um, our own processing company uh, from end to end. So we process even for a number of banks around the U.S. So it's a, it's a real um, treat because payments, we're, we're looking how can we make it more efficient, faster, cheaper right. uh, for our clients. And then the other... Um, thing that's different about us or our niche is is our approach we really try and listen to our customers and we're trying to solve for a problem not sell a product if they're larger than 500 million mm-hmm. do they go somewhere else to we, a different bank or no you have a different- we have a different division we have a large corporate division that okay. focuses on that and that's housed here in orange county as well and if they're below 20 million business banking side okay so, so. u.s bank can help them right because you're the fifth largest bank. We're the fifth largest bank in the country. Which is awesome. Yes. Right? Headquartered out of Minneapolis? Minneapolis. Okay. <clears throat> what is it? Because I, I love talking to bankers because, frankly, other than maybe the credit card processing piece of it, the processing piece, you're offering uh, – a lot of banks have similar services, right? I mean, the, yes. the kind of things you do for your customers are the kind of things they need a bank to do. Mm-hmm. What makes you unique? Well, it's it's uh, we get to know our our customers. We are really, uh, and, and every bank will tell you they're a relationship bank. Yeah, what does I mean, that I'm mean? Sure. What does that What does that mean, Joe? Uh, I spend time with my customers. <laughs> I, uh, you may not know it from this talk show here, but I listen more than I talk. Okay. And I ask a ton of questions. In fact, I would say at our bank, and I've worked at a few different banks around the country. We ask more questions than any place I've ever been because I want to understand what you do, how you do it, and how I can help you be better at it. Is that because I don't know what you can do for me? I'm I'm role-playing a customer. I may not know all the things you could do for me until you hear what I need and then you could address it. Is that that what we do? Absolutely. There's times when even large customers get caught up in doing the same things over and over again. We get in a habit. And so what we do is we go out and we'll ask questions and understand how do you, how do you receive your payments? How do you make your, your accounts payables? How do you send out your payments? And once we do it, we sort of do a map, roadmap on how they could do it maybe a little cheaper, a little faster, and, 
and maybe make them a little more efficient. And so that's, that's really what we talk about when we talk about relationship. Outside of the office as well, we tend to spend time with our customers because they're people who have real needs and, and uh, we like people. I mean, we're, this is a people business after all. Right, yeah. Um, I mean, you're dealing with um, business owners and, and you're in that middle market space, right? Oh, yes. And probably a lot of growing companies that yeah. are in that space. That, that seems to me to be an area where companies are moving up from 20 million, hopefully, to half a billion. Absolutely. And then also the other things that make us unique is Fortune Magazine has rated us the number one super regional bank the last eight years in a row or recognized us as 2018 most admired company for the eighth consecutive wow. year. In the banking industry? In the banking industry. Oh, wow, that's something. And then the one that's closest to my heart, especially given all the press these days, Ethisphere Institute uh, for the last four years has given us an award for being the, one of the most ethical companies in the, in the world. Uh-huh. And so we're one of only a couple of banks that have won that award. And, uh, and wh- why is that close to your heart? Um, ethics, uh, I mean, this is, a, this is a business built on trust. And, you know, the smallest of things or the largest of things, we hear all kinds of reports. And, and uh, you know, it's, sometimes they get blown out of proportion. But at, at the, for the most part, we, we're built on trust. I mean, yeah. you know, we handle people's money. And the, and the banking industry sort of had a rough go of it relative to the Great Recession and sort mm-hmm. of the belief that they were contributing behaviors in the in your sector right. were sort of... And then you had Wells Fargo, mm-hmm. who very, very prominent in the news for a couple of years now yeah. with, with things that would maybe run counter to what we just talked about. Yeah. So, all right, why don't we take a break? Okay. When we come back, we'll continue this conversation. One of the things that I wanted to ask you about, which was how technology is also enabling you to improve your customer service. So it's kind of not on the script, but it might be something we could talk about in the next block, Joe. Absolutely. All right, don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back after this word from me. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Math for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plans and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi. All of our shows can be heard anytime on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, several hundred former guest websites whose CEOs have been on our show in the past. Since we started in 2009 here on octalkradio.net, we've reached hundreds of thousands of listeners through the live stream, the Facebook live stream, podcasts, and other platforms like YouTube that we use. Simply type Critical Mass Radio Show in your favorite podcasting software, and you'll get our weekly shows with great guests like Joe. Joe, off mic, we were talking about um, kind of the banking ecosystem, uh, community banks and 
mid-sized banks, super regional banks. Um, can, can you talk from your perspective with U.S. Bank about why it's important to have different types of banks in the banking industry? Uh, absolutely. I, I think some of the community banks bring a perspective and or, or, or bring opportunities to clients that maybe we can't we can't service due to regulation. We may have a stiffer regulation than some of the community banks uh, that are out there. Plus, there's there's a need for each bank. We all offer something just a little different, a little twist. Um, some of them are focused on mortgage, which we focus on mortgage as well. But we end up selling our mortgages to, you know, Fannie Mae, and mm-hmm. a lot of these other banks may hold those mortgages. Okay. So that provides them maybe a little more liberty to go outside of the box and uh, provide a mortgage that maybe we can't do because of the way we do choose to do business. Okay. So the market almost requires this this stratification, this ecosystem of different size banks with different capabilities, right? It does. And it's up to the business owner to find or the CEO to find the bank that has the right combination for their business at that time and maybe into the future would yes. make my sense. Well, it does. And, and there's sometimes when when we even help. I, I mean, there are times when someone may come to me and say, I would like to borrow money. And there, we are more of a cash flow lender in our commercial world. Okay. And they have a strong balance sheet, but that balance sheet doesn't necessarily take care of the cash flow side right but we know banks that are able to lend them on the on mm. their balance sheet uh, as opposed to and so I'm, it's not beyond me to say this might be a better fit for you wow. because it's important that they're taken care of yeah at some point they may come back and remember i'm the banker that told them the truth yes that took care of them and that, again, it's a development of trust. Yeah, or make a recommendation to someone else. Exactly. At least talk to this guy. He told me the truth, and I yeah. ended up not doing business with him. So yeah. you, you probably can trust he's going to tell you the truth too, right? Right. Which is great currency. All right. I said before the break I wanted to ask you a little bit about technology and what that's done for banking. I mean, I, I can remember when ATMs were like a novel, cool, new thing. Oh, yeah. Right? So I'm dating myself, but... Paul's told me all about it. He's shown me pictures from his youth when they were just being started. But anyway, I, I lived through him, his past experience. But it, to me, it seems like technology is ever-increasing and giving you, as a banker, plat- different platforms that you've never had before. Oh, it's, it's really wonderful. We have a strong, innovative culture. And what I mean by that is, you know, if you visit our website, uh, if you, um, you know, we, we have real-time payments now where we, we can send money and receive money immediately without, you know, it used to always be to do that, you'd have to send a wire. Well, mm-hmm. now through ACH, you can do real-time payments. And, and uh, on the technology side, the things we can do on our phones, uh, right. I can't tell you the last time I, I, I wrote a check. I mean, <laughs> and you're a banker. I'm a banker. <laughs> you get you know, them for free. I, I um, use Zelle to send money. I use, you know, you get a phone number and you send money to pay. We pay our piano teacher for our daughter through mm. Zelle. Uh, we pay, you know, I pay all my bills online. I, I just rarely, um, uh, I probably wouldn't carry cash if, if it wasn't for valet and tips. <laughs> <laughs> right. I frequently run out of cash, and I don't even really find pain until I go to the center club or something. And oh my gosh, I got to give a couple of dollars here. I, right. I have no money. How embarrassing is that? Right. Exactly. Right. Um, 
do you see uh, all those services are awesome, but I just uh, led a, a pa I was a moderator for a panel on cybersecurity and the mm -hmm. risks around cyber attack. This conversation was largely about foreign actors attacking U.S. companies. Right. Um, I would think a large financial institution would be a very attractive target for a foreign national to try to attack. And it seems to me the more of these uh, services that you offer, that you sort of extend your network out to your customers through mobile banking and things, the more risk points you must have to worry about in, in the banking industry. Is, is that, in your position, something that you, you're seeing the, U, U, the executives at U.S. Bank kind of focused on and talking about? Cybersecurity, protecting oh, the... Always. Right? Always. I mean, again, it goes back to trust. And so we spend a lot of our money making sure that our, our customers' money is safe and that we have safeguards in place. And, of course, we get hit every day with people <laughs> trying to get in. Right. And just like every other bank or every other large company. And, you know, fortunately, we, we've been very fortunate that our people have done a great job in protecting the money and protecting uh, our reputation in the community. But, but one of the, if I could, one of the sides of that is sometimes your clients have to also be careful with the inf their security information, well, right, Absolutely. Too? And that that's a little bit harder. Sure, I you're mean, not in control of that. We can train them and we can talk to them about it. And we, and, and we do, you know, don't. Don't answer an email uh, <laughs> where we're asking you for right. your social security number. Right. We're not going to you know, do that. We're not going to do that. <laughs> it's um, like the IRS doesn't send you an email saying you owe the money. Right. It just doesn't happen that I way. I got that one, too. And um, <laughs> so it, it's just one of those things where where you don't. And even internally, we, we get uh, tested periodically. I will get emails in my email and oh, to wow. see if, I mean, and these are tests from our internal folks right. to see if we click on a link or see if we do what we're not supposed to be doing. Because we go through extensive training in both the branches as well as our commercial group throughout our bank on security. Right, because I would have to believe that most of your employees have some level of te are enabled with some level of technology that sits inside the firewall, whether it's emails or phone right. systems. And man, like you said, if they just click on the wrong link, it's almost unimaginable the damage that can be done from that simple act. It is, and yet we we spend an enormous amount of time and money training people. Right, don't do it. <laughs> so in in this very good economy, where uh, I had Dr. Mira Farka on my show two I weeks ago, and she was giving her, you know, I read the, we were talking about the, and and I've had her on the show, I think for eight years now, and this was the most positive I have ever seen her. I had to almost push her to find something that was not that was a. Uh, short-term risk. There's plenty of long-term risk, but are are you? What are you seeing? Uh, your customers needing from a bank now, when there's so much opportunity, kind of for them to move. Is is it different than it was maybe uh, ten years ago when they were, you know, in a different state during the throes of the Great Recession? I mean, how does that change Absolutely. for you? Absolutely. I mean, what we're seeing. I mean, you know, I'm sure she covered in Orange County. What, uh, you know, the unemployment's what three percent, three point some right. percent. Right. Um, but besides those numbers, then you're also looking, we're seeing more and more clients either buy companies. Okay. Some of our customers last year sold companies that Be because the, the multiples right. continue to climb. And so we're seeing a lot of activity that's starting to build on the M&A side. Mm -hmm. And then also, which creates l lending opportunities. 
if if um, our companies are the buyers, it creates holes if they're the sellers. <laughs> and uh, but but still, it's good. It's good for the community. It's good for our culture in uh-huh. Orange County. So we're seeing more and more of that. And how's the velocity of money moving through the system? I mean, is it moving? I mean, my sense is with an economy like this. Transactions are happening at a faster rate. Money's moving a lot Absolutely. faster now, right? Yes. Yes. And and things can change on a dime, but I got a definite sense from Dr. Farka that, uh, barring any unforeseen, we, right. we've got another year or two potentially of this type of uh, really positive economy. Yeah, I think she's projecting through 2019. Right. We're pretty, we're pretty clear. You know, there's all types of little exceptions. There was North Korea. There's some of the things that are outliers that... Mm-hmm. That we don't control, but for the most part, I mean, especially here in Orange County, we're just—it's booming, and, right? And we project it to be booming through the next couple of years. Do you do much in real estate? Does your bank? Yes, do much? absolutely. Right. We have a commercial real estate group on my floor, and and uh, they follow the customers. They service customers here, based in Orange County, all around the country, though. Mm. So if they buy property in Chicago, if they buy property wherever. Yeah, I've had a number of people in that industry, and I'm always fascinated by. Um, the real estate industry, it seems to me to be a one that you really have to make the right decisions on when to buy. Yeah. You live with that decision for a long time, whether it's right or wrong, unfortunately or fortunately, right? You do. So as a banker, you got to really be close. I would be think be close to them because you're committing big funds. Absolutely. Right? And, and there again, these relationships have been around for, you know, 15, 20 years. And, you know, we've been through cycles with them. Mm-hmm. So we both understand the cycle. They don't want to buy at a bad time and we don't want to finance at a bad time yeah. either so. yeah and I, i'm not an expert and i'm not giving any advice here but it feels like man everything is at a premium right now it it certainly is it feels like it's a you have to be very careful in a lot of ways especially for businesses making long-term commitments to lease properties and such so if someone would like to learn more about u.s bank or about your area of u.s bank where would you suggest they go online joe to find out more usbank.com or they can go to any of our branches throughout Orange County. You have branches. Yeah, lots of them. Really? Uh, yes. You still have branches. We still like them. <laughs> it's still a people's biz- a people business. No matter what we do, it's a people business. And, oh, wow. You, you actually, okay. Well, our full disclosure, our uh, producer, for or our engineer for today's show just pulled out his, I don't know if that's a visa or what that is, but it's a Vikings U.S. Yes. bank card. So you have those, <laughs> hopefully for other teams. I know you're from a minute, yes. but I mean other teams as well, right? Yes. Like Absolutely. the Steelers or someone like mm-hmm. that. People who've won the Super Bowl or someone. <laughs> oh. or, or someone. Well, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you may never come back, but thank you for being on the program today, Joe. I really My enjoyed pleasure. It. Thank you. Thanks for being a friend of the show. Mm-hmm. All right. I'd like to thank Paul Roberts, the Vikings fan, for his support and also the work he does to promote the show here on octalkradio.net. I'd like to thank our producers, without whom... The show would not go on. Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. If you'd like to connect with me, I'd say LinkedIn is the best way. I'm Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. If you'd like to read my latest book, well, it's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other booksellers. The title, Killing Cats Leads to Rats. It's about mitigating the unintended consequences of strategic business decisions. Until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi, 